many poops since, Ben. Isn't that four today? Four poops? Oh, he's not going to like that being on the podcast, Ooh, is he? No, he is not. <laughs> Just so tables. Who's going to start? Well, you're Hello, everybody, today. and welcome to the Just So Jables podcast with me, Jables. Me, our kid. And me, producer Ben. Hi, producer Ben. Hi, our Hi. kid. Hey. <laughs> we're going to have to start beeping out swearing and stuff Are like we? that. Why, if we're going to get famous. Main, mainstream. Yeah. yeah. It's a big problem for us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can yeah, you easy. can you do it like a duck quack or something <laughs> like that? Like, every time I say quack. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so we're here to talk about films and stuff and things. And we are going to be watching a film today and we're going to be giving you our honest review without anyone else's views online or reading up on things to make us seem super intelligent. Mm. You just get our honest opinion. It has been quite hard to avoid things about this film. Well, yeah. Yeah. And what is the film, our kid? The film is Don't Worry Darling. So why is it been hard to avoid? Because I've managed to avoid it. (laughs) But I follow quite a lot of film things on Facebook oh, right. and okay. stuff. You know it's all horse quack though, don't you? It is horse quack. You're right. Yeah. It's silly stirring. But yeah. that in itself is marketing these yeah, days. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, yes. so you guys know something about the film that I don't? Only in... only to do with backroom spats and things. Okay, so production with, things. Yeah, yeah. but right. we're going to get on to that. not about the story itself. Yeah, we're definitely going to get on to that. Mm-hmm. So, our kid, what are you on about this week? What am I on about? I'm on about ghosts uh, again. Yes. I know I was on about ghosts this time last year, but it's series four. Yeah. All available on the iPlayer. When is it out? It's all out already. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. It's all been watched. All been oh, really? It's all been consumed. Oh, blimey. You had a busy weekend then. Yeah. Just saw a trailer, so I thought, oh, I must be out soon. Yeah, it is showing on the BBC every yeah. week, but they have put everything on the iPlayer. Yeah, cool. So we've watched them all, we've loved them all. It's Have been you? good fun. Is it, yeah. been, is it a good series? I don't think it's as good as the first couple of series. I, okay. think I liked it a little bit more than the last series, yeah. I think. But it's still, I think the weakest episodes of Ghosts are still stronger than most of everything else on the TV. Okay. So there was like a couple of really new and unexpected things that mm-hmm. happened. So there will be at least one thing mm-hmm. that makes you go, ooh. But generally, it's just more of the same lovely sitcom stuff. Your favourite characters, your favourite silly scenarios. Was it as Love obviously it. COVID-affected? No. Okay. No, it wasn't. There wasn't so much of people sort of randomly on their own. I really enjoyed it. You watched it as well, Ben. What did you think? Uh, it was fine and dandy. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So it was okay, Ben? Yeah. It was, I don't think it's as strong as the first series. I don't think any of them have been really. Yeah, it's still funny. I don't think it's. I didn't laugh out loud that many times. Not that I do anyway. You're hard to please, though. Yeah. Talking about that then, what do you reckon he's on about this week? I think he's probably watched a film he wants to talk about. Ah, what are you on about this week, then? I'm on about a really rubbish film <laughs> with Jason Safeman. Oh, right. From about 10 years ago. What's it called? Killer Elite. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, I've heard of that. I think it's top 10 on Netflix. Really? Weirdly. It's a bad sign for Netflix, isn't it? I say I'm on about it. I don't even know really what it was about. It was a bit of a mess. Okay. So it was set in the 80s and it's got Jason Statham. It's got Clive Owen. It's got Robert De Niro in, weirdly. Wow. Not a huge amount, but he's in it. Yeah, so apparently it's based on a true story. It's something to do with some some links to the SAS and some sneaky things that happened and some shadowy group called the Featherman who get things done. And it's all about what happens if a an assassin or SAS person goes rogue and it's 
like the setting of it was a bit weird being in the 80s at first it was like why is this in the 80s but then it turns out to be based on a true story and apparently Ra- Ranulph Fiennes has written a book about it or okay. back in the period some kind of cover up globe trotting action thriller kind of things okay a lot of it doesn't make sense the acting's a bit rubbish the best bit about it is there's lots of car moments yeah because they do really go sort of full on with the cars don't they there's loads of random classic 80s oh, cars right. ah really. there you go that's why you like it yeah so I was instantly into that What's yeah, your favourite classic 80s car then? My favourite classic 80s car? In that? Well, I always like a Mercedes. There's plenty of Mercedes S classes okay. in there. But yeah, it was a bit... I'm trying to think what actually happened now because it was a bit... It was just all over the place, really. Lots of stupid things happened. You'd have probably hated it because there were lots of stupid scenarios of people right. getting back into situations that they should have just got out of straight away. Yeah. But there's a bit of a kidnap situation. So Jason Statham has... To, he's gone off grid. He's gone to Australia after this kind of mission's gone a bit messy despite being off grid someone finds him there's this kind of shake guy kicking around in the desert and he's like i've only got a few months to live the sas killed my sons most of my sons i've got one left i want to avenge them so i've kidnapped your mentor robert de niro i've popped him in a little cell in the desert Um, you've got to come and negotiate what the package is and i'm going to get you to avenge on my behalf and then i'll give you robert de niro back and then I say all hell breaks loose, but all just randomness breaks loose. Yeah. And there's lots of different scenes. That's very random. And it's, I think it could have been a good film because it's like, it's Jason Statham and it's basically he's got this little team who are just completely feckless. Yeah. And they're supposed to be like the elite, the best right. of the best, like the XSAS. But now they're like one level above because they're like private contractors. But they're just rubbish. Yeah. They're like and, Chuckle Brothers rubbish. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I probably enjoyed it more than you did. Yeah. I think Jason Statham and Clive Owen were just completely wasted. They yeah. were fine. Everything around them was just yeah. garbage. Mm. Cool. So that's what I'm on about. What are you on about, Jay Ross? Well, I've watched Avatar. You know, Avatar was re-released in the cinema at the, we- at the weekend. So we watched Avatar in 3D. Big screen. It's like a 4K HDR re-release. It's not been like remastered or it's not had the Star Wars effect. It's actually quite good. Yeah. Actually, Yeah. Actually, I enjoyed it more than I remembered it became a bit of a meme didn't it avatar and people absolutely loved it and then after a bit people were like oh, it's avatar mm. a bit rough and i mm. think they kind of like just memed themselves out of it because of blue avatar type creatures whereas the story's okay but actually the rest of it, it's all really, it's actually quite good quite enjoyed it the baddie's like a real over-the-top kind of like villainous yeah, guy yeah it? massive massively so the unscrupulous kind of corporation behind you know that kind of stuff we're just scientists man kind of you know there's a lot of that and what's his name perseus or wherever it is sam worthing stuck in there but it was actually quite good quite enjoyed it in in 3d watched it as well and right at the end tacked on there was a a kind of a preview for the next one which i didn't know we were literally walking out while the credits was on and it like popped up and we're like got to quickly sit down in some random seats but yeah that looked quite you know so it actually made me a bit more enthused because you know like every time the trailer comes on i'm just like oh i can't be bothered but actually quite looking forward to it oh, now good. yeah so yeah that was quite good but the other thing i was going to talk about have you seen any new trailers recently maybe a film called hellraiser, hellraiser? yeah i've seen yeah. the rest of the trailer yeah I'm, I'm kind of i'm feeling a bit funny about it and i need to get over it but I've, i saw the trailer pop up and i just thought I don't, I, i'm not ready well you didn't watch the trailer no okay i it's... just thought i don't i don't i'm not ready yet okay it doesn't look like a re it's not a remake no. So I wouldn't worry about that. Mm. It basically it could be like Hellraiser four by the look of it, mm. or five. 
or six, I don't know where we got to. How many did we get to? Three or four? Well, there's lots. There's lots and lots. Oh, there is, isn't yeah. there? There's like... But there's only really two that you ever want to bother with. The yeah. rest are all just kind of... It was all right. I like three. Three was okay. Yeah, it's not but great, it's, but... It's still like Pinhead, but he's not in it much. No. And it's about his, like, is it his daughter or granddaughter no, or something? Ones with the CDs. And that's when it got... It started to almost get, like, police procedural by the end. Yeah. It all got a bit silly, yeah. so I kind of lost. So... I watched them, but I I'm guessing it's kind of it's a remake of sorts. It's like a it's kind of a reboot, but it's not being is it doesn't look like the same thing being redone again, which okay. is probably quite good, I think. Yeah. And it looks fine to be honest. Okay. It's it's done by David um Brockner, is it? He'd done that VHS, you know the whole whole from VHS. You'd know the Is that quite old now? Yeah, it's like twenty yeah, twenty ten. I, I remember it coming out. Yeah. Nighthouse and the ritual. So he's you know, he's a he's a horror guy. I'm kind of looking forward to it in a it didn't look completely terrible so right, we'll, we'll watch the trailer you've after you've convinced me right. yeah okay well that's everything that we've been on about if anyone wants to tell us what they've been on about how would they do that well they can email us hello I just said Jables see me a moment <laughs> um, they can get us on the socials at just so Jables on Facebook Twitter and Instagram awesome so, so on to this week's flim so what do we think? You've watched the trailer, Ben. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I watched it this afternoon. Um, what does it look like it's about to you, Ben? It looks like it's about the Manhattan Project or something. What? Uh, yeah, that's that's what I thought. It's got a vibe on. to it. It's got a yeah, but that's is it? Just, is that just because it's fifties though? Yeah, well, it's fifties well, desert creepy. Yeah, and there's a project. Yeah. It's a secret project. Was Manhattan Project though in the war? Well, yeah, it was, Cold. but Cold. like they were still well, doing testing yeah, and things still, and having yeah. fake towns. Yeah, Los Alamos, wasn't it? Yeah, so that yeah. Yeah, so that's the vibe I get. It's probably nothing to do with that, but that's just what I picked up on pretty because I'm a bit sure stupid. But... Yeah, pretty sure it isn't there. Yeah, sure I, I could be wrong as well. Yeah, I'm actually quite looking forward to it. I think the trailer, I don't know, it's, if it becomes a bit cartoonish and a bit sort of try to push things in my face, then mm. it will be annoying. But I think if it stays like it is in the trailer, I'll probably quite enjoy it. So what's going on here? So the, the men go out to work every day on something called the Victory Project. Is that right? Something like that picked up from the trailer. Yeah. So I probably want to pick him on that project. Did you write notes when you watched it? Yeah, I made notes. He's taking this seriously. Finally. Yeah. What number episode are we on now? Oh, 60. <laughs> 650,000. Yeah. That's what it feels like. So, yeah, the men go out to work every day. There's this shadowy project or organisation, mm. and there's a charismatic boss character who's telling everyone what to do. Mm. And they all seem to have like parties together and live in the same housing estate. Together yeah. in this weird desert utopia, the women stay at home and make dinner and potter about and keep the house tidy. Yeah, and then weird things start happening. I guess it looks like somebody starts to question. Yeah, there might be something behind this. There might be something funny going on. Yeah, and then I guess all hell breaks loose. I think you've pretty much summed it up there. You've nailed it. Ben. You have nailed it, actually, Ben. Do you wish you lived there? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I, <laughs> I wish I lived there. A gated what? community. Oh yeah. Oh, you want people? You want women looking after you, do you, you Ben? You want, you you want to just go to work? You want? You want? <laughs> Better cut that out. I want to get in charge of the project. <laughs> I'll stay at home and cook for you, Ben. Thanks. All right. What are we having? <laughs> uh, do you like takeaway curry and Pringles? Yeah. <laughs> do you like Pringles? I love your guy. Um, yeah, I'm a bit like you actually, Ben. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it. Definitely had that. It's definitely got that Stepford Wives kind of vibe to mm. it. I like the... It looks kind of cultish, the utopian society, like you say, but it, 
it looks like there may be more going on in the background that you don't know about obviously and people working out things and i like i like those kind of films i quite like the odd sort of like surrealist kind of things and I, I, but it's a really fine line isn't it you can overdo that and it makes a film seem like a hearty film whereas it'd be quite nice if it's a film with those parts rather than those parts with a film yeah so that's you know the way I, I prefer it I like Florence Pugh oh, we haven't actually said is it so it's directed by Olivia Wilde who she's not directed a lot I know she'd done Book, Book Smart yeah. which I liked when I yeah. saw it I enjoyed yeah. it yeah. so it's uh, a young adult edge of 17 yeah. kind of thing yeah. Yeah. But she's not, also, not your cup of tea she's going to be doing like an up and coming Marvel film as right, well okay yeah in like 2024 I think it is I saw, saw that so that could be quite interesting it's got Florence Pugh, as I said, who I like. I like Florence Pugh a lot, actually. I think, yeah, I've gone on about it enough times, but she's good in Midsommar, which she's I like. She's kind of good in everything. She's kind of good in everything, but why? I think there's maybe not parallels, but it's that kind of like duck out of water situation that she's in in that, which looks like she's playing that kind of role, and she does it quite well. It's got uh, Chris Pine, who has been alluded to, is the sort of, well, he appears shady. to be the, the yeah. shady, smarmy, shady, smarmy, shady boss yeah. man. It's got Harry Styles, yeah. who was recast in place of Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Which I find slightly annoying because I'd have quite liked to see Shia LaBeouf. I thought that. Out. I was thinking that because when he's yeah. when he's good, he's really yeah. good, Shia, isn't he? What was so. that? What was the film he done that was on Netflix like a year or two? Was it Honey? Yeah. Was it Honey? American honey. I really like that. Is there some like questionable morals about I Shia LaBeouf? Just, so, I think he's got like anger issues and that kind of stuff. I think he's hasn't not, he? So he's not been completely so, cancelled yet, then. No, I don't think he has. And, but I think he does quite wacky promote self promotion yeah, stuff. He's done wayward stuff. Do it. That's that one, isn't it? The whole Shia LaBeouf. Have you not seen that motivational? Yeah. I'll show you that, Ben. You'll like that. But Harry Styles is. You know, people are like, oh, bad choice and all that kind of stuff. I think he'll be fine. I, he's quite good in Dunkirk. I'm not being snippy about him. Like, it seems to be a bit of a trend for people. He was in Eternals. He was uh, Eros in Eternals. Kind of, it's like one of those films that you kind of go, the trailer looked interesting enough to make me kind of want to know what was going on. I think that's what it is. I like a, you know, I like a mystery. I like a quirky sort of, kind of like a mystery thriller type yeah. vibe I got from it. And... You know, I like the people that are in it. My, I think my only concern, like I said, is just that as long as it, they don't make it so complicated that you don't understand what's happening when you get to the end. Because it, it, that kind of thing leads it, lends itself to having a story and a conclusion. Whereas I worry that it's just going to be like some kind of open-ended. Mm. Yeah, it creeps into David Lynch territory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. But, you know, hopefully not. Yeah. What about you, our kid? Well... I am really looking forward to it. I, as I said, I liked Booksmart and I'm looking forward to seeing what Olivia Wilde does next. I think it, like you said, it looks very kind of Stepford vibes, prisoner. It's the kind of stuff we've seen a fair bit ourselves, yeah. that kind of style. And there's possibly a danger of it being a little bit derivative, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm hoping it's not. I'm hoping it stands out as something unique. And I actually feel today, I don't know if it's just my mood, but I feel like I don't actually mind if it's a bit out there and ambiguous mm. and arty. I feel like I might even be in the mood for being a bit confused. No, as long as it's beautiful and visually compelling, I, I don't really mind what the story does. 
I know you like I know you I think that could change very quickly it could change but at the moment (laughs) I'm thinking do you know what give me whatever you've got I'm feeling a bit freewheeling so I've got something that might change your mood on the story (laughs) do you know who wrote the story go on you will never guess in a million years go on Kerry and Shane Van Dyke I'm kidding yeah so grandkids of Dick Van Dyke oh really yeah that doesn't change the mind. Yeah, no, in I fact, think that's pretty makes cool. it more endearing to you, doesn't it? It does make it more endearing to me. So with I, my love of diagnosis murder. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I love diagnosis murder. Yeah. So I guess the only other thing to say about it, people who know anything about the film, we've thought about watching the film and looked at something in the news. There's a whole bunch of controversy about not just changes in people, but apparently there was a big spat between Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh, but that's been basically debunked and people yeah. saying crap. There's stuff between Harry Styles and Chris Pine and it just seems like absolute... Basically, it looks like marketing tosh. It does. Someone at some point has made up and put some fake posts on Twitter or Variety or whatever Mm. it was. And I hate that kind of crap. And that's the last I'm going to say about that and I'm not going to mention it later on either. Okay. And he's doing the eyebrows, just so you know. doing the eyebrows. I've got my arms folded. Right then. Make me fajitas. Bitch. (laughs) I guess that's me. Go on, Florence. Get the dinner on. <laughs> ben, put your games away. My games. This is not a simulation. Put your games, games away. We're back. You seem a bit subdued all of a sudden. Uh, just thinking. Okay. Is that because it's your turn to synopsize, so you're desperately trying to think? Of no, it? no. I'm looking forward to the moment when I can talk about this. But let me start with a synopsis of the film we just watched. Which was, don't worry, darling. Ben actually summed up very well at the start, and I don't think I'll do as good a job as he did in the early part. But basically, uh, it centres around Alice and Jack, who are not the newest couple in the Victoria Pro- Victory Project, but relatively new newcomers to the Victory Project. And the Victory Project is a kind of utopian society where very early on the men go off to do work and the women stay at home looking after the house and spend their days waiting for their men to return and as things develop you realize there may not be everything going right in this world uh, when some things happen to some of the other residents which are swept under the carpet and ignored. But Alice, played by Florence Pugh, quickly realises that things aren't going well and wants to investigate and find out why. How's that? That's fine. That's it. Have I missed anything major? You haven't said anything about all hell breaking loose, but I don't know where you'd put that, really. Probably when I'm talking about it, I might say. So, yeah... I think I'll go straight over to you, our kid. Okay. As the podcast leading female. Why, you know, thank you. That's okay. It's I don't not want like to be. You men. I know. Okay. I know, but I'm so stupid. I had to say it. Over to you. So I said this last week, and I feel like I'm I'm weaseling a bit, but I have got quite mixed views about it. Mm-hmm. There are some things that I did really like about it, and there are some things that I didn't enjoy quite so much. I thought that visually it was really good. I really liked the backdrop, that kind of 50s style. And I thought that that was done really well. There was lots of attention to detail with that, with like the colour saturation. 
the cars, you know, everything they'd used, mm. they've they'd done a really good job of getting those ice cream colours of that period. Yeah. I thought that Florence Pugh was really good. I didn't always feel that they needed someone of her calibre. There was a sense to me a little bit that she was almost kind of wasted. But as she was there, I enjoyed mm. watching her. She's always really watchable. And I really liked Olivia Wilde in it as mm. well. I know she directed, but she was also a side character. And I thought that she was really good. And there was a bit with her towards the end, almost like a twist in her character, if that's not too much of a spoiler, mm. that was probably the only part that I actually felt quite emotionally engaged with. Yeah, I thought that it was just very well played. It could have gone over the top, but it didn't. Yeah. And I thought that was really well done. And I thought that there were some nice little touches that made it more interesting and made you think... Maybe I need to watch this a second time, like the the band at the party were called the Dollhouse Band, and you kind of think, oh, that you know, that's kind of a hint of something. Yeah. I feel like maybe I missed a few little nuanced things like that that made me think, oh, okay, may- maybe it does need a bit of a second viewing. And the bit where Harry Styles is dancing, and you kind of get that sort of puppety sense, and, and you're not quite sure yeah. actually what is going on, who is the the doll. <laughs> here i suppose so those were all things that i really liked and i i found interesting and and held my interest in it speaking of harry styles as jack i wasn't sure about his performance and he's another fact of it that makes me think perhaps i need to watch this again and see if i've got something with him because i didn't think that he was bad i almost felt like he was trying his best but he just didn't quite pull it off somehow there were sort of parts of what he was saying and doing sometimes that i just didn't really find believable and it was almost like i wish chris pine was 20 years younger because i think he would have played that part Mm. better i'm not convinced by him but i felt like he was doing the best he could really which may sound like damning with faint praise i don't know but i just didn't quite i wasn't quite feeling him in it the ending i know you're probably going to talk quite a lot about the ending Mm. but i don't want to spoil it but it was kind of predictably unpredictable so it felt like the easy route it had echoes of you know the japanese horror film tag i don't know if you've seen that you've seen that haven't you with the the schoolgirls and the bus and the town and stuff If, if you've seen it you'll know what i mean and the Serenity, the is that, 2019 Is that too film. big a spoiler? I don't is know. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might be. Yeah, but I don't know. If James hasn't seen it, what's the likelihood of other people No, that's true. It, but... really? And the 2019 film Serenity with Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway, which wasn't a great film, but I think it had more tension with, with what it was doing, and I think that worked better than this did. I think, speaking of that tension, I wasn't really feeling much tension throughout the whole film. There weren't really times where I thought, this is really scary. If that was me, I don't know what I'd do. I I just kind of found it a little bit... I I wouldn't say safe, but it just didn't quite work in terms of the tension. Even the soundtrack and the sounds that they were doing, they were doing these kind of disjointed, screechy things that just didn't really work and should have worked but yeah. it just felt like sometimes they were badly placed so yeah a really a really mixed bag but saying that i think i do want to watch it again not straight away but i think that i would like to see it again just to go back over it knowing what i know okay i think that'll do me what about you there yeah okay so i think this was more a good film than it wasn't if that makes sense yeah, so maybe yeah. it was like 60% a good film yeah. and then 40% a little bit frustrating. 
I think, Jables, you're probably going to, like Tracy said, you're going to talk a bit about the end without giving it away. But I'll just say, I think it gives us a bit of a stupid answer, but then it leaves lots of questions that I want answering just hanging there. So I think basically it's like, it's not quite as clever as it wanted to be, ultimately. Yeah. The first bit, like you were saying, visually, it's quite impressive. The sets are very good, all the details and everything. For me, the very first bit, when it first comes into it, they overplay that a bit. Like the music was just in your face all the time. It's like, yeah. oh, we're doing 50s now. Don't forget it's the 50s. It's like, well, why are you doing that kind of thing? So, But then there were parts of that that I did also quite like. Like with the, the when they have that event, like the ball and the guy's dancing up on the stage yeah. and Styles is doing his little dance and stuff like that. I almost got shining vibes at a couple of points as well. It's like, yeah, I'm like they were yeah. echoing back to a kind of with the music and everything and, yeah. and the, the fanciness and the, all the drinking and all that kind of stuff in the bar. and Some of the middle bit I quite liked. I, again, I really like the sets. I, I like the houses. I like the way they placed it. I think it was a good choice of location. It was really I'd good. I'd happily live there, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, the last fifth of the film, there were good bits to it. And it's hard to say much without spoilers, but I was just at that point, I think we're probably all on the same page here. I was like, oh, are we doing this, are we? Mm. Like you, I thought Florence Pugh was really good. I thought Harry Styles was fine. Didn't you know? I thought he was he was good enough, but yeah, I think in the end they just they just overplayed the fifties stuff, and it was almost like they were going like, "Here's fifties a bit too much," and I was like, well, "Why are you doing that?" Well, probably I won't go into cars because we'll probably come back to that in a bit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that's where I am with it at the minute. What about you, James? Okay, so here I go. go on. Things I liked. I think it like you. It did look good. I liked. It was nice to see because of the style and it being fifties. It was all very clean. It was obviously there's a lot of CGI in there, but it didn't feel CGI heavy. No, that's true. There must have been quite a bit like you know the background and where it was and just the the setting of it. Yeah, if it, it so it felt good like that. I actually think in terms of how it was directed and put together, what was done may not. I'll come back to the story and the the, the principles later. But what was done and what we saw actually was done really well. A couple of things early on, I was like little edit points where I was just like, oh, you've missed something there, which is really odd. And I don't normally notice, I don't normally think about that stuff. Like, there's a couple of little things like that. There was a glass that disappeared. And I don't normally notice that kind of stuff. And yeah, there was a couple of things that didn't, that I was like, that's annoying. But I was kind of like, you know, that's just little, little it almost felt like little mistakes for some reason. And then you kind of like start thinking, overthinking it and thinking, oh, is it supposed to be like that? And I was like, no, it wasn't. It was just a couple of things. But overall, I think it looked good. It felt what was being done was good. What, how it was being done, delivery, good. Unfortunately, then you get on to actually the story and the content. And that, I would totally agree with you, and I've written down four-fifths of it I really liked. I'm not going to go into spoilers. If anyone wants to stop me in the street and have a chat about it, I could, I could <laughs> go on about it all day. But you can't even really mention the films that it, remind, it reminds me of without giving too much away. But because of the type of film, you can say some of them. There was vibes I got during it while I was watching it. And this is not knowing what happened at the ending. It felt very Truman Show-ish yeah. to me. It was like you were watching, not an echo, but like there was things that were set up in it, deliberately so, the way it's done in a, in a 50s style and the women staying at home and the mm. men going off to work, everyone leaving at the same time. So it felt like that fakeness was intentional but it did remind me of something like the Truman Show or something or Stepford Wives as we said very manufactured 
in in this kind of like scenario and that worked in a in a way but it also took you out of the film when you know what was happening when you actually there's there's a lot to be thought about when you actually when when you get to the end of the film or near the end of the film and you start going oh we're doing this story as ben says that doesn't stack up there's a lot that doesn't stack up because of what happened like earlier on which doesn't stack up because of what you know at the end doesn't make any sense at all as you said and we said about it at no point and it's you know watching the trailer it's clearly like it's it's florence Pugh's story and what's happening to her at no point did i ever feel like she was in peril or there was no danger i'm supposed to have felt stakes in it for her and like i can i can think of countless films like no i can't think of countless films because you if you ask me to name them i can't think of them <laughs> but i can think of lots of films of a similar kind of scenario when you're kind of thinking oh what's how are we going to get out how's she going to get out of this she's like at dire straits she's at the end of the tether and that's what you you got that feeling early on when you introduced the character who's experienced this beforehand as i said and with her it was like even though you didn't know anything about her you felt she's at the end of her tether there's nothing she can do about this and you're kind of thinking oh is this what's going to happen to Florence Pugh never felt that no you don't it's true yeah Yeah. which I found quite annoying as you said in terms of you know how it's played I I really liked Olivia Wilde's character I think Chris Pine was suitably creepy I think the other characters in it were fine they were all, all, all good in it I would have liked to see much more about not necessarily see more what happened with Margaret but I was I was interested in that kind of setup but so that that was slightly frustrating Harry Styles, like you, I'm a little bit, I'm more confused by it because when you get to the conclusion of what's happened, that's something that makes you think, that's the only thing that makes me think back on the other parts of the film. Was he actually, maybe he was excellent. And he actually played that character as you find the character out to be. He might have actually played that really well. Yeah. You know, it's very hard to tell. In terms of what it had to say, I think it's very hard to talk about without spoilers. It's very much a hint that there are certain sections of society that want only traditional values to exist and hold on to those. Yeah, like I said, it's really, really hard to talk fully about it without spoilers. It is really hard, isn't it? There are there's certain aspects of, of it that literally don't stack up or make sense when it comes to that final plot point. What I'd just call the, uh Because if what they were trying to do was say, this is really clever... You know, this is what people are doing. Aren't they bad? You're also saying, aren't they bad, but really dumb? Because yeah. if they've if they've got the capability of doing this, then they must be really thick to have not thought about any ways to stop stop what happened from happening. I think one of the things that I found the most frustrating about it is I was watching it, going, I'm actually really liking the setup. It's not that there was peril, but I was like, where is this going? And I was actually genuinely interested in going, yeah. Ooh, what is the Victory Project? Yeah, it was That's actually yeah. good. Yeah. So, and actually that, there's one aspect, aspect of that, which I'm not going to say, but the men going off to work, the aspect of that and the revelation revolved in a single part of that, I actually found quite interesting. The reason they were going off to work all day and you didn't see anything of them, that was the only part of that was interesting when you got to it. But all the whole build-up to it was like, oh, I quite like to see where it goes when they go after the ball. You know, it's like, oh, you know. And that was like a deliberate ploy within the plot. Try and move, not move things along, but... Yeah, but with that point, though, because you were saying about the peril thing, at that point, I did feel a bit of tension and peril because it felt like Chris Pine's character was deliberately trapping Florence Pugh's yeah. character. So yeah. that was actually a little bit creepy. 
but then you go why yeah he's like when you think about the whole thing that makes absolute zero sense but all the like the rules that they're saying that people have to abide by in this and if he's the architect of all this alongside other some other people clearly why the hell would he be trying to upset the apple cart it makes no sense because mm, he, he says a little bit about wanting to be challenged but I don't know, that just felt like a sticky plaster. Yeah, it's dumb. No, it was genuinely dumb. So, like I said, in this kind of build-up to this, oh, where's it going? I'm actually really interested to see. It was almost like, oh, how are they going to get out of this? I think we spoke afterwards about some other scenarios that almost could have been better. And when it got to the reveal, I was just like, oh, for (laughs) sake. And I was literally like, I felt myself sink in the chair and go... You are absolutely kidding me. You have gone for JR waking up in the in the shower. It's not JR, it's Bobby. <laughs> Bobby, whatever. <laughs> I would have someone, liked JR. Someone, that would have been more interesting. But yeah. you know what I mean. It's gone, they've gone for that. And I'm not even spoiling it because that isn't what happened. But it's as weak as that for me. And I was so disappointed. I could have enjoyed that ending if the film had hinted at it better. Like you said about the glass moving just mm-hmm. now. And that kind of got me thinking, actually, some weird little anachronisms or something yeah. like that might have built up to that no, kind of ending a bit better. Wasn't. But there wasn't anything it was perfect. like that. And apart from... One thing that happens, there's a mysterious sighting in the sky. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. No. 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 <laughs> at, at all. No. When you think about that, it's like, why would that? No. Yeah. You can do all this perfectly. So I felt like I could have literally just put my drink down, stood up and walked out. I could have done it. I was that annoyed with it because it, it was the worst way that a film I was enjoying could have gone. Really getting started getting more and more I'm, angry now. Yeah. yeah. And I could start going into spoiler territory now, but I'm not going to. You've probably got other bits you want to add on the back of my thing, but I've got a, an excellent piffy review, which I'm sure The Guardian and The Telegraph and everyone have used, because, you know, why wouldn't you have used it? But if someone said, what did you think? I would say, don't bother, darling. Hey! <laughs> because I'm just like, nah. It's how frustrated I was at the end. Because I'm not a writer, and I'm not... A filmmaker, but it was as close to the lowest common denominator, unoriginal, tacked on that you could think of. And if it's supposed to be a clever set piece based on modern times, recent reactions to male incel behaviour, and it's a film written on the back of that, even then it's like, it just misses the mark. It would have been fine in 1995 if this was the way they were going to be concluding it. Mm. Because that would have been original. Yeah, it would have. But it would have predated yeah. Matrix and yeah. <laughs> things like yeah. that. Maybe yeah. it was written in 1995. Yeah, may- maybe. On the set of but... murdering between the <laughs> <laughs> But it was literally, everything is cleverer than that. I agree, I do. Every episode of like Black Mirror, even the ones you don't like, is cleverer and more intelligent than that specific ending. And that you might as well have picked me up at the cinema and lifted me out because it just took me completely out. Because it just made me think about every other moment of the film was like, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, they should have done that. Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they do that? If, as you said, there was some kind of foreshadowing or if they'd have addressed those points, then I would have been fine with it. But they didn't because it was so open earlier on, even in this confined utopia, 
It was so open, but up to that point, it made that end feel like more so than any other film. But I don't even, I don't even think it was just tacked on at the end. I don't even think it was like, oh, how are we going to finish this? If it was an episode of Doctor Who, that that would have been resolved by love, because that's how the worst yeah. episodes of Doctor Who finished. Because like, how are we going to wrap this up? It's not even that. It's worse. It was worse than that. It was like, how are we just going to finish? No, it, but someone must have sat down and wrote that. And gone, I've got a great way to finish this. Did no one sit and go, right, this, guys, this would be done so yeah. many times. Yeah. And actually makes sense in a lot of those films. And in this, it doesn't make sense. And that's where it was disappointing because that's the film it became. And there's so much more I'd have liked to have been talking about. It. We, we sat and talked about men, as we do a lot. <laughs> yeah. But the film Men, that had its problems. But that was so much more interesting and and a commentary on things, but because of what this did, it it, it just, every discussion just, yeah. it disappeared. Anything that happened in it disappeared. There's no kind of like, you can't say, oh, this is, you can't even say, well, this is what, how some people think. You can't say that because it just makes it dumb and it just lost it. And that's why it annoys me because of how I liked the look of it and how well it was going and how people were. And it's just like, nah. We've got an angry little baby James yeah, on right. our yeah, hands, yeah. haven't we? And I think I've done well talking about that without spoiling it, but... Or swearing. Or swearing yeah. too much, yeah. Is there anything you want to add yeah. to Jamie's rant? I, well, I mean, I'll talk about cars, if you like. Okay. Yeah, go on then. There is a bizarre car chase at the end. Oh, please! <laughs> it was supposed to be cutting him off, not getting oh. him going again. Did you hear me in the cinema? When that car chase concluded, I actually said out loud, oh, for duck's sake, <laughs> really loudly, because that... Anyway, go on then. Sorry to jump in. Yeah, I, d- I don't. Well, I don't have a lot to say about it in particular. But there's, yeah, just it almost went to like the the car chase was just so out of place. I mean, yeah, all the cars were the fifties cars, but it just had no purpose. I mean, I get that she was trying to get somewhere. Yeah. She was trying to escape to a particular position in the desert. Yeah. yeah. Right? So a car makes sense. Yeah. Then you because there's all these there's agents there as well, aren't there, who just appear if if some if something's about to get a little bit tricky. And I don't think they're, they're not quite agents in the matrix sense, but no, but like um, yeah, you know, more like the prisoners, like the, like prisoner, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. security guards. Yeah. Isn't it? They all make chase at one point, and it's like, but the car chase itself was like something out of a 1980s. It was almost like smoking the bandit. Yeah, yeah. ridiculousness. Yeah. Like, hey, look, we're going really fast, but we're actually going really slowly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. It was just I was just smirking to myself. I've got something that we well, <laughs> that I need to add in. There's something, as you say, that she is going to at the end. A very similar occurrence of that happens halfway through the film. So what happened then? What well, as in why didn't it get resolved at that point? Yeah, yeah. It absolutely destroys what happens in the plot. Yeah. Then. Well, what's your rating, our kid? Without spoiling too much. <sighs> What's my rating? I think it started off Matrix and it kind of turned into Matrix Resurrections. I'm not sure if that might be too much of a spoiler, that one. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to go for the car scale because there were a lot of cars in it, but I'm going to give it a Ford Anglia out of cars out of films. Yeah. Well, the Ford Anglia, I don't think it's an even a 50s car. It might even be 60s, but it's got those kind of a slightly, well, really rubbish version of American 50s fins on it. Yeah. And it's like from a very, very long way away, it might look like the real thing, but you get up close, you're like, ah, there's something wrong with this. I'm not going to give it a car scale, but what I would say is if it was a car, Ben, it would be, I'd actually give it something that I'd quite like 
like a, a nice, maybe, do you know what, like a Mercedes, like one of the Mercedes you like. What's happened is, you can, you see it from the front, but what's happened is it's been reversed. It's a rear-wheel rear, rear drive car. It's been reversed really, really heavily into a wall. Bad, just just been smashed in. Okay. So you get, so you walk in, so you come to it and you're walking towards it and you walk up from the, from the front and you go, hey, this this is good. I'm enjoying this. This is good to be a bargain, this. And you go, oh, I, I might get this. And you get right around the back. And for some reason, there's a bollard halfway through the back of the middle of the car and okay. you realise, oh, you've absolutely ducked it up. But the salesperson still thinks there's absolutely nothing wrong with yeah. it. Yeah. They're trying to convince you to buy it. Yeah. Okay. Should we move on to trailers or have you got more ranting? Uh, probably will do. I'll wait until after we're finished and then I'll rant you a bit more. Trailers weren't actually anything new. Nothing new. They? Amsterdam. Yeah. Wakanda forever. Yeah. And that was it, I that think. That was it. Yeah. So what's on next week, Ben? We have got something called, I think it's called Smile. Yeah. Oh, um, I don't know why I said it going like that. That might cheer me up, actually. It is I, called Smile. Have you seen the trailer for Smile? No. I don't think I have, but I've seen lots of um, posters for it and things. I got an It Follows vibe from it. Yeah. Which you know we I like. Yeah, I like too. You like. Yeah. Do you remember when we were trying to do It Follows around Norwich, but I kept laughing because I'm just rubbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so... so yeah, do you want a little synopsis? Yeah. So, on, after witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing... Frightening occurrences that she can't explain. Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. Well, it turns out well, to be something it's not. Yeah, if it turns out. Nuts. If it's <laughs> much of a horror of the film we watched tonight, then. It's an 18, though. Yeah, no, so, she, no. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of body horror in it and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Really Maybe like it's going to be horror. conjoined twins. Yeah. Again. Oh, yeah, hey. yeah. <laughs> I think of that quite a lot. I know do you? you do. Yeah. yeah, malignant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Gabriel. You're but when quite... you Gabriel, when you said that, I was thinking about Quaid. <laughs> I think of Total Recall. But yeah. yeah. Ah, well, that's that was easy, wasn't it? I was going to do some a question for Jables that we've had, but I think we might have to save that up for next week. Yeah, you better whatever do. we talk about, you're just going to be just, quite shirty. I'd be shirty and angry about it. <laughs> so we'll save our question for next. All right, week, nice one. We do have one though. Well, if someone else wants to send us another question, how would they get in touch? Well, they can... I've got to stop saying well, because it sounds ridiculous. We are on <laughs> social media. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so they can get us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at JustSoJables or email us hello at JustSoJables.com. Well, that's all we've got time for. So it's good night from me. <laughs> I'd love to do some work on the Victory Project. And I'm off to like watch a really good film up until near the end and then bang my head against a wall. Let's go. Bye. Just so jables. <laughs>